I know God has forgiven his past, but I'm struggling. And I hope God has a different person for me. Am I settling while I consider this person? This is such a loaded question that just screams of red flags. And that does not mean she should end this relationship immediately, but it definitely means she should not marry this guy. I'm going to explain more about what that means and how to really practice discerning where to go in a relationship and what to move forward with and when in today's Summer Shorty episode. Let's go. Welcome to the Forever Love Podcast. I am your host and Christ-centered relationship coach, Lily Matonguiza. And today we're going to talk about April's question about, I don't know, should you settle for somebody while you're also hoping that God's going to give you somebody else, somebody better, somebody who doesn't have this kind of a past. And there's just so much to unpack here. So let's go ahead and get started. There's a really pervasive idea that has been circling through the Christian community for quite some time that the purpose of relationship, especially romantic relationship between a man and a woman, is that it is going to refine you through struggle, like through these, I don't even want to say challenges because we all face challenges, but that there's this, I don't know. I don't know why it's here, but it's really prevalent. But it's this like misery and suffering is going to make you a better person, is going to make you more holy. And it's crazy. It's a crazy notion. And I would like to just say, for one, I don't I don't think this is of God at all. The truth is, just because God has forgiven someone doesn't mean you should ignore their past behavior. Clearly, this situation is bringing up all kinds of uncomfortable, you know, warning flags, your stomach, your gut, your intuition, call it what you may, I'd call it Christ within, is bringing up all kinds of like, whoa, hold on, let's just take a second and see what's really going on here. And I'm really curious, if I was coaching you privately, I'd be really trying to sort through and figure out where is this pressure coming from? Where is the pressure to overlook this glaring issue, whether it's from their past or whatever it's coming from? Where's the pressure to like ignore your gut coming from? Because that's really important to know and recognize. Our gut and I, I since like, okay, hang on. There's a difference between your reactive fear responses and Christ within. Absolutely no doubt about it. But something is going on here. Fear is speaking up. And I don't think God is the voice of fear at all. Like God doesn't use fear to provoke you to action in any way. But we need to pay attention to what you're afraid of. And it could be that you're really experiencing like you've been hurt before. You see a pattern here. You see that this guy is a lot like somebody else. There's something that is, 
you know, registering for you as a warning. And it's important to pay attention to that. Don't try to overlook it. Don't try to Christianize it and be like, well, God forgive him and he's a new creation and all. He's the same person. Yes, God is working on him. God's working on you. But the reality is, if he's made these kinds of decisions in the past, how do those past decisions affect him now? And how will they inevitably affect you if you are in a relationship with him? These are important questions worth asking. We do not want to gloss over anything. Does that make sense? Now, this question has two distinct parts. They're kind of conflicting. On the one hand, we've got like, God has forgiven his past, but I'm struggling and I hope God has a different person for me. Okay, so we're, I'm struggling and I hope there's a somebody else, right? Like, is there a better option, please? And then there's this other part of like, am I settling if I consider this person? So there's part of you that wants to like opt for something better, And there's part of you that kind of likes this relationship, but is afraid of what other people will think. Like, what is the fear there if you do settle? And it's hard to know just based on the question. So like as a coach, I would be asking a lot more questions to really find out what's going on underneath the surface. And the tone of the question tells me right away, just the way that this question is framed tells me you should not marry this person, at least not with the current mindset you have towards him and about your overall relationship. There's just too many red flags. I don't know if he's a good person. I don't know if he's a changed person. Let's assume for a second that he's amazing, that he would be a great person to partner with. Let's just assume that for a second. If that is true, but you still have these kinds of thoughts towards him and about the relationship, you still shouldn't marry him. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to automatically break up with him either. Relationships, you don't have to like struggle to grow. You don't have to struggle. Okay, let me back up a second. You don't have to struggle with the other person in order to grow. The real challenge comes with struggling with your own thoughts. And so this relationship, while you should not marry him, I want to just (laughs) really emphasize that point, doesn't mean you shouldn't be in a courtship relationship with him. And I always try to really distinguish between the various stages of a relationship because otherwise we have a tendency to overcommit too soon. Like we start dating and then we anticipate marriage before we've even finished the first coffee date and we're analyzing a relationship and whether we can see him as the father of our children when we haven't even really thought through whether we would like to spend a second date with him. So it's really important that we don't get ahead of ourselves because we have a tendency to rush through like the preliminary, can't say that word, preliminary, preliminary, that's the word I'm going for. We rush through the preliminaries and then we get ahead of ourselves. We're overly committed and then we're disappointed because the other person isn't as committed to the relationship as we are. And I just want to take a moment to just slow it all down. I want to remind you of the basic 
stages of a relationship. There's the first one, dating. Dating is super important. We do not want to overlook dating. There's nothing wrong with dating. I know there's a lot of ideas floating around about like, we just need to scrap the idea of dating. Dating is a waste of time. Dating is too casual. Dating leads to all these other things. But I think that's because you're doing it wrong. Like dating's not the problem, but what you call dating, the actions that you attribute to dating might be problematic. Okay, so dating isn't a problem. Dating means that we are setting a date, being specific about a time and a place where you and I are going to meet up and we're going to have a conversation. And there's probably going to be some activity around this conversation. We'll either like have a cup of coffee or a dinner, go to do something together. But the whole point of the date is to have time and space set aside for important conversations to discern whether or not we'd like to spend more time with this person. Would we like to move this relationship to the next stage? Would you like to court them? Really important that we use dating as an opportunity to discern whether or not you would like to court them. Dating is an opportunity to decide whether you would like to court them, not marry them. I I can't overemphasize this enough. Way too many people are dating to see if they want to marry somebody. And then they're skipping out this really important part of the relationship called courtship. So once you've been dating two to three times, you want to give somebody a chance Like, it's really, really easy to, especially if you're in the habit of only ever getting to, like, second dates or whatever, and then being in a, like, long-term relationship, like, it it happens really quick. If you're not sure where the separation is, it's time to take a step back and really (laughs) reevaluate your strategy. But you want to spend two to three dates with somebody, and there should be, like, very specific time limits on those dates, Like a date that lasts all afternoon into the evening, not sure when it's going to end, isn't a date anymore. That's like, that's more. That's that's too much. A date should last no more than three hours. You want to get in, get out, get the information that you want and, and really finish it there. And then we can talk about courtship. So when you've decided, like, I like this person, I'd like to see where this goes. The place it goes to is courtship. And I talk about courtship within my courses and with my clients as this container for really getting to know and understand somebody, to see what their life is like, to really show them who you are on a full-time basis. So courtship starts with a conversation. And it is this offer of, hey, I'm really interested in this relationship and seeing where it would go. And I do recommend, this is side from the script, I recommend you court somebody for 90 days at a time. Okay. And to me, what I share with my people is a courtship is an agreement between the two of you of like, we're going to be in each other's lives as an official couple in terms of like, hey, this is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. This is the person I'm seeing right now. We're an official couple for 90 days. And within that 90 day frame, we are not talking about breaking up. 
and we are not talking about getting married. We are experiencing what it's like to be in relationship with one another, and we're bringing our whole selves. We're bringing our relationship with God. We're bringing our background. We're bringing our baggage. We're bringing our future hopes and ambitions, and we're letting, we're putting it all on the table and saying, this is who I am. And you got 90 days to be in that relationship. And at the end of that 90 days, then you sit down and you have a separate conversation that goes something like, hey, this isn't really what I want. I want more of this. And first of all, you want to evaluate for yourself. This is a huge mistake I see a lot of people make is they wait to find out what the other person wants. I don't know if he likes me. I don't know if he wants to has sees a future with me. Like we're putting it all on the other person. The most important question is to ask, do I like this person? Do I see myself having a future with this person? Do I want to pursue a marriage with this person? And if you decide yes, then you bring that to the conversation and be like, hey, I see a future with you. I would like to explore what that would look like. Would you? Do you consider a future with me as an option? Alternatively, like, hey, I'm really sorry. I've really enjoyed these last few months, but this isn't the relationship for me. Thank you so much for sharing who you are. I wish you all the best. And you let them go in peace, not pieces. Okay, so we really have those clear, distinct separations between those various stages of a relationship. And you're probably going to go through one to three rounds of that courtship container of like, and maybe you might decide like, hey, that first 90 days was really good. Do you want to do it again? And then you are really setting up the boundaries within that container like we're going to be able to share this with each other but not that I want to introduce you to my kids but not my parents I want you to come and do this thing for me but not that this is okay but that's not and we're very good this is our opportunity to practice articulating our wants and needs and our boundaries and being very clear and specific about this is good this is not this is what I want this is what I don't Super, super important that we really articulate that stuff to the other person so that neither of us is operating under any false assumptions. Okay, so a relationship really has to be articulated first and foremost before you can create it. Right. So once you've decided like courtship has been going really, really well for us, then you're talking about engagement and marriage. Once that ring is like, hey, would you like to? And going from there. So really helpful to break those things out individually and making sure you're on the right track. Now, in the case of April with her question about the guy that she doesn't exactly want to settle for and is hoping there's a different guy, this is an opportunity. Like, could you see yourself being with this person for 90 days? And what would that mean? What would that look like? And who would you have to be in order for that to be a good thing for you? What thoughts would need to change? What would you need to reevaluate? And that would be an opportunity. Sometimes I don't like to look at relationships as, you know, things that we struggle through to, 
I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Why are we doing that? But it can be a playground for us to explore our own strengths and weaknesses, especially if we can lead with fun rather than fear. Okay, so if there's an opportunity to have a little bit of fun and joy in this relationship to challenge yourself to challenge your own mind and your assumptions about the other person and what you're afraid of, like really examining those fears, possibly talking with a coach or somebody you trust about your relationship and where it's challenging you and where there's an opportunity for growth. Now, this is obviously, I really want to emphasize this, assuming that the relationship is safe mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Of course, relationships always require a certain level of vulnerability, but that does not mean we allow ourselves to be in abusive situations. And I want to talk about like what that looks like in another episode, but really being clear with yourself do not put yourself in an abusive situation, whether that's emotionally, mentally, physically, verbally, it doesn't matter. Like if there's abuse, get out. Always. No, maybe this, maybe that. No, no, no. Just if it's abusive, just leave. It is always a deal breaker. Any form of abuse at any degree should be considered an automatic deal breaker. And it's just like, I'm sorry, I'm out. I'm out. Okay, so I hope this is helpful. Uh, I love this question. I would encourage anybody who's in a situation like this, it's important to sit with it and really explore what's going on. It's really helpful to talk with somebody else about the thoughts you're having and whether they are rooted in fear, like what's coming up for you. What do you want to create? What is within your power? You can't change the other person. You certainly can't change their past, but you can change the way you show up for the relationship. And do you want to? And it's okay if you don't. Because there definitely is someone else out there. Always. There's so many people out there who want to be loved, who you have an opportunity to love, and you get to decide who you want to love. So, don't don't forget that. Remember, you have a lot of opportunities. You get to make a lot of really important decisions and they're your decisions to make. Just make sure they're good for you and they honor God and you you're good to go. So go with that. I hope you found this helpful. I hope it clarifies a few things. And I if you have more questions, you my listener, if you've got questions, I want to continue to answer them. I love these like short form Q&A type things. So if you've got a question, please make sure you are subscribed to our email list. You can go over to Proverbs2426.com. There's going to be the menu button and there's a subscribe option. Subscribe to our email list. Get my newsletters. They come out at least once a week to share the new podcast episodes so you never miss anything. Plus, you get all the behind the scenes information about like what's happening, the challenges that we're doing, the courses that are available, stuff like that. Just really cool stuff that I don't share anywhere else. I would love to for you to come be on the email list. And if you get an email from me, you are always, always, always welcome to hit reply because I love reading your responses to all the stuff I'm saying. Like I want this to be a two-way conversation. So make sure you're subscribed to the email list and let me know your questions. You'll get the next email and I want you to hit reply, 
share your question and I will try to get it in to an upcoming episode, which I would love to do for you. But until then, God bless you.